0: Franchises is the, probably the big word, and it's a word that we keep hearing from Netflix executives over and over again. And Netflix is at the, the big disadvantage in the fact that they've only been producing their own originals for now for 10 years. Uh, we've seen varying degrees of success with their adaptations over the years. To talking beasts from NarniaWeb.com, where we explore the world of C.S. Lewis and keep a watchful eye.
1: On the latest Narnia movie news, this is Talking Beasts. Welcome back to Talking Beasts. This is Brian Carnell, also known as Glumpuddle. Netflix still has the rights to the Chronicles of Narnia and are developing new adaptations. Recently, What's on Netflix.com reported that Netflix is eyeing Greta Gerwig to direct two Narnia movies, and Netflix has not confirmed or denied that report at the time of this recording. My guest today is the person that broke that story, Casey Moore, the founder of What's on Netflix. Casey, welcome to Talking Beasts. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Um, as I was kind of chatting before we started recording, as a fan of the narnia books netflix kind of feels like our new landlords um they're uh, they are the temporary custodian of something that is really special to people around the world and i thought you would be a great person to give narnia webers some insight into those those new landlords so that really appreciate you being here today
0: yeah no problem at all yeah uh, it's it's been a long time coming this uh the whole the, the narnia on netflix um i feel like we've been talking about it Uh, at Nauseam for for years now. Um, Mm -hmm. And finally, we're getting some small snippets of information, still not as much as what we'd all hope, I'm sure. But it's uh, yeah, this is a process and hopefully the wait will be worth it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been a trickle since late 2018 when it was first announced. Before we get started, really quick, could you tell me a little bit about what's on Netflix, your website?
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, it started off as a school project for me, uh, and one way or another, I've now been covering Netflix's sort of rise um, uh, since twenty thirteen. Um, so sort of coming up to the ten year anniversary, um, I'd 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 argue we I've been doing it better it, uh, in the last five years when I haven't been so focused on my 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 other life, so to speak. Um, uh, but yeah, we cover everything coming soon uh, to Netflix and uh, what's new, leaving, um, and all the big all the big news. So yeah pretty single topic site, but hopefully, you know, we do it, we do it well.
1: It's totally fine either way, but just since people are wondering, uh, have you read the Narnia books? Uh,
0: no. So I've, uh, I'll watch the films. That's okay. I, yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I think it gives me a relatively clean uh, view going into it perhaps. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I had to read the book of everything Netflix is adapting, I don't think I'd be doing much else other than right. reading, unfortunately. <laughs> no. And
1: I, I do appreciate that uh, kind of maybe less biased, perspective in some way on uh just the kind of you're seeing what netflix is doing and it's not clouded by what the books are or what we would want them to be i think that's a that, that's not my perspective that i'm bringing to it of course or on our listeners but <laughs> I, I appreciate that perspective you're able to bring tremendously but uh recently of course you broke the greta gerwig story so could you kind of recap that for us
0: yeah so um yeah we've been hearing a lo- long time or next to nothing and then following the uh the announcement of the architect of the um of the of the series and movies um everything's gone quiet we heard that they were looking for directors for a movie in early 2021 uh but that's not enough to sort of report on and then uh in the last month or so we heard that that Greta Gerwig um is is being eyed for not one but two movies so uh yeah unfortunately I don't know much more than that uh it's still a, a Uh, work in progress as far as I'm concerned. And that, you know, in talks does not mean it's a done deal. So we we need to wait until official word comes out, but I have no idea when that will be.
1: And just because listeners are um, probably thinking it, let me get the elephant out of the room really quick, even though we already know the answer. Are you able to publicly reveal your source for this information?
0: Uh, Unfortunately not.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, And uh, listeners, Web did do its own investigation, and it basically corroborated Casey's report. But once again, at the time of this recording, Netflix has not publicly confirmed or denied it. Um, So Casey, why do you think Netflix is interested in Narnia? Do you think there's an overall strategic goal at Netflix that Narnia kind of fits into?
0: Yeah, I think if you if you if you zoom back into the so called streaming wars, so to speak, I think franchises are becoming a a more and more bigger part of this, this war. Uh, And Netflix is at the, the big disadvantage in the fact that they've only been producing their own originals for now for 10 years. Um, so in which case they have to look further afield for franchises uh, whether that means building them from scratch or more likely you know tapping into things like video games books uh, and and so so on and so forth. Uh, We've we've seen varying degrees of success with their adaptations over the years I think the books tends to be better than what say the video game adaptations have been Um, less so on the animation side but definitely on the live action um so yeah franchises is the, probably the big word and it's a word that we keep hearing from netflix executives over and over again um so that would be the big one i think narnia comes you know your site demonstrates this perfectly with a pre-existing audience that is going to be instantly uh, interested in it so yeah that's that would be my, my big number one uh and it's a recognizable name and brand um so yeah it makes perfect sense
1: Mm. you you, you alluded there to some of the ones based on books they've done or some of the ones based on video games could you kind of go through especially the ones based on books what are some of the ones that um, you would judge to say, yeah, those were those were some successful ones, and then a few that weren't so successful, just to kind of give us some context of what Narnia might be coming into.
0: Yeah, I think the, the the biggest one that crosses over with Narnia would perhaps be The Witcher. It's based on a Polish book series, which was successfully also adapted into a video game series. Uh, and, and that one, I would say, is almost like the framework that, uh, that Narnia might be following, because that's been given the full franchise treatment, where it's got a, sort of like a, a mothership show, and then various spin-offs We're about to see Blood Origin release over Christmas uh, for the Witcher and a kid series for that show as well, and various animes. Um, so that would be the, the, the biggest book adaptations. We've also seen all the Harlan Coben, uh, books adapt, adapted over the years, but I'd say on the fantasy front, uh, you know, the Witcher is easily the best comparison.
1: Yeah. Now the Witcher, that's a pretty, in terms of target audience, that's a pretty, that's kind of a, a, a more mature audience. Um, do, uh, we've, I've heard some rumblings from, you know, Netflix over the past few years at least a few years ago there was talk about wanting to get some more family content um out there
0: yeah and Narnia certainly fits fits that that mold too so I think it's it's being in the same sort of genre while targeting completely different audiences although there's going to be huge overlap I think um having said that yeah
1: right and of course maybe with Disney plus out now it would make sense they'd want to try to get some more family stuff out there
0: yeah, uh, yeah, and, and the, the, the books make a perfect one. The only thing I'm more surprised about is that we saw uh, uh, Roald Dahl's um, catalogue of books picked up, a re- I think it was around the same time that they announced Narnia. And since then, Netflix went even further and basically bought the books outright. So I'm more surprised that we haven't seen uh, that happen here, um, particularly as Netflix wants to go into all manners of mediums. So I think Narnia is probably ripe for some uh, video game adaptations and... And obviously, the books. Hopefully, will will see a big resurgence should the Netflix series um, and movies get pulled off.
1: Yeah, well, if, if 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 nothing else, I think we would we would everyone listening would agree that well, it would be cool if this uh, these Netflix adaptations drew more attention to the books. So I think we could certainly uh, whether they're good or not, we would certainly agree on that. Um, you uh, you recently retweeted a story that kind of described Netflix as less creator friendly than it used to be. Um, do you agree with that, and what does that mean exactly?
0: Uh, so I, I think I think you you're, you're gonna get a different answer depending on who you ask um, I, I think some some creators have felt a bit disillusioned I think Netflix is growing a hell of a lot over the last few years and I think with that comes a lot of changeover from staff and different ways of doing things I think that the what that the slate that they're after is very different from what it was you know even f- uh, two year two f- three four five years ago Um. Uh, A lot of that's contributed down to sort of like Sidney Holland's stewardship of of how how she worked compared to how the the new one works. And I think there's a lot of... uh, general criticisms, not just of Netflix, but of streaming as a whole, where it's so focused on numbers uh, rather than the create creative aspect of creating TV and movies. Um, so I think that that probably is is a more broad Hollywood problem, as much as it is just the Netflix problem. But we've seen it more and more. With uh, you know, Mike Flanagan is is who was referenced in that story. He was fe- very anti uh, binge. The binge model, how how Netflix uh, releases its. Uh, titles, and that he likes physical releases, too. Um, and, and, and that has not been something that Netflix has moved uh, big time into yet.
1: Sure. That's that, that completely consistent with my perception of Netflix several years ago, where, yeah, you did get the sense that it wasn't the studio, even though they were giving them the money, they weren't breathing down, breathing down a director's neck saying, oh, you've got to hit this target audience, you got to do this. They were just letting them be storytellers largely, and now, yeah, it feels like it's the studio is more of a... We did a focus group and you've got to do this. It feels yeah. a little bit more like that. Um, based on that, Greta Gerwig. To a lot of people, that's probably one reason why Greta Gerwig. Maybe if this had been announced several years ago, might have made more sense. A kind of auteur like Greta Gerwig. But to a lot of people, with today's Netflix, this seems kind of surprising. Was this sort of does Greta Gerwig seem like a surprising choice to you for that reason?
0: Mm, uh, not so much. I, I I think I think it makes a nice fit. I think uh, Greta's. Um, demonstrated over the past that she can adapt things really nicely um I think you know the the big examples there would be uh, Little Woman was a, a really good adaptation I think and it won awards uh and I I think it perhaps goes more to, more to the point that I I think Narnia that they're, they're looking for it to be big you know I go I'd say Greta is probably one of the most in-demand directors right now um so I I think I think it it spells good um uh, good fo- good finale or if anything
1: and i should just emphasize again for the listeners that um none of it's final none of it's like oh greta signed the contract and it's coming out next year like you know netflix according to casey's report talking to uh greta gerwig but things could change and there's still no sense of a release date or anything like that so th- this could be years and years down the road if it happens at all a lot could change
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's the case for everything, you know, just because something's announced does not mean it's set in stone. We've seen it over and over again uh, where where things don't always fo- you know, it's a creative process and sometimes these creative processes don't go go don't go to plan. So
1: Netflix first obtained the Narnia rights in 2018. Um, what is your sense of the overall stat- overall status of the project at this point? Do you think it's on track, picking up speed or is it still in very early development?
0: Uh, well, I certainly wouldn't say it's on track. I, I think if you asked anyone anyone at all, they would have said we want something right now. Um, it's so, I, I, I'd sort of say at least we're we're, we're gunning towards something materialising. I think COVID played a big role in in perhaps the development of this, maybe push things back. Um, and, and beyond that, I think given the, the sort of size and scope of this project and that the, the money that would invo- be involved, I think I think. I, I I prefer them getting it right and and spending their time than uh, rushing.
1: Uh, you kind of alluded to this a little bit uh, with saying The Witcher might be the model, but you know, early statements from Netflix talked about developing Narnia movies and series. So assuming there'd be some kind of a Narnia universe of some movies, some series, kind of uh, connecting. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit, especially for listeners that don't watch a lot of you know Netflix kind of shows and don't really know what that might look like as far as there's move there's listeners listening going well which book is going to be a movie and which book's going to be a series and how does that work that's kind of unimaginable to them could you explain to your listeners that's not super familiar with you know the cinematic universe kind of model or that series movies model like what might it look like a, a, a kind of a narnia movies and series
0: yeah so uh, um well in this case i don't know but i can certainly look at the uh, the you know, the other examples you give. And I, I think it's actually probably worth mentioning the, the MCU at this point, because that seems to be the sort of blueprint that everyone else is following. That's
1: Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Just because of how insanely uh, popular that is. Uh, and it, it essentially, um, means that there's a universe of characters that all can swap and change between each each show and movie, um, but most shows and movies then you know focus on a specific part of that world. I think the way that the Nani is structure in particular, some shows are, uh, some titles are going to be better suited for a movie, and some are going to be suited better for a series. That that that's sort of the, the crux of it. And as I say, say The Witcher is now in various spin-offs. Some are designed for different audiences. You know, there's a kids' adaptation of The Witcher coming up. I have no idea what that's going to how that's going to work in pro uh, in practice. Um, uh, because The Witcher is very adult oriented generally, but it you know it then serves as a different um, way of getting someone involved in in, in The Witcher verse, and then eventually when they grow up, they can then experience the full series.
1: A, that's an interesting possibility i don't think we've really discussed much at narnia web there's a lot of discussion about who will be their target audience will they maybe try to go for a slightly more mature audience than the the, the disney and walden did but that's interesting possibility that while well, it might be some narnia stories will be geared for the younger audience and some for an older audience it could be kind of a mixture
0: they, they, i i think they like to keep the door open to all sorts and that and, and many executives have said that is sort of like we want the universes to just be you know, rich and something that you can dive in and out of. And I think that that also helps for watch time, because if you watch watch one of these series and then you want to go back to the movie and see that they're, they're all connected and stuff. And that's why having an architect uh, that uh, in the form of Matthew Aldrich makes a hell of a lot of sense uh, getting that invo- um, up front.
1: Well, one of the things that, I mean, apart from just enjoying, hopefully enjoying, ideally, uh, the movies themselves you know, on, on Web, we, we live on the journey getting there. The anticipation, uh, following the casting announcements, following whatever behind-the-scenes pictures we get, whatever. Fo- oh, new trailer! Analyze every single detail of it. That's what we live on and a lot of our listeners and certainly myself a lot of great memories uh way over analyzing stuff you know before <laughs> weighing weighing in on it before the movie has even come out um but that was over a decade ago the last Narni movie came out um what do you think I'd love to get a sense from you about what the Netflix kind of promotional rollout might look like i mean with the with the movies a year before back then a year before the release of a movie he would certainly have all the major casting announcements, maybe a couple behind-the-scenes videos, and in some cases, maybe even a short little trailer with footage a year before the movie even came out. What do you think kind of the the roll, rollout of Netflix's Narnia will be if it happens, when it happens?
0: Yeah, so I I think Netflix gets criticised for this for having this quite short run time, uh, short run ups when it comes to marketing. I think that's deliberate. I think we will probably get a bit more, but I would expect like a full trailer to come out in the month beforehand. Like it's it is just the way that Netflix operates. I think they've got such a big slate, uh, and putting and trailers out that for six to a year, six months to a year in advance, I, I think just doesn't work with their how their release schedule works. Um, uh because people's memories are short and you know when they're releasing sometimes six to a dozen uh series and movies every week at the moment uh if not more some some weeks you know it, memories are short so and, and it's operating in a different environment but it would be interesting to see whether these get the theatrical releases you know we've we've seen netflix move into more, that a little bit more this year i don't think it's as much as what some people want um but yeah whether whether the if I think if any any brand is big enough, it probably is Narnia. So,
1: well, hopefully, we'll see some announcements before too long. And both both Narnie Web and What's on Netflix will be posting the latest news. Uh, well, Casey, we appreciate uh, your non Narnia nerd perspective today. Thank you so much for being on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, anytime. Thank you.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Beast, the Narnia podcast. Visit NarniaWeb.com to join our community and stay up to date on the latest Narnia news. Please post a comment below or in the Talking Beast Facebook group. Special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, especially our Knights of Narnia Web. Until next time, further up and further in.